Hi, I'm Darren, and you're listening to the Tech Recruitment Show with HackerJob. Aren't you a HackerJobber? Don't worry, I wasn't either until three years ago. Fast forward to present day, and here I am, still working at HackerJob and presenting this podcast. A private tech marketplace with a difference. At HackerJob, we believe in maximizing people's potential. It's why we made it our mission to make the hiring process fairer, faster, and based on skills rather than backgrounds, so people can get the job they deserve and earn what they're worth. We decided to make this podcast so you can hear all the nitty gritty details that is often left out of what is presumed to be a less than glamorous industry. Each week, we'll be joined by different guests from the world of recruitment, whether they're in-house, agency, or even purebred. You'll hear from the real recruiters who are there on the front line, filling roles and offering their expertise along the way. This is no ordinary recruitment podcast. We don't plan on holding back on any topic or discussion. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we take you through the ins and outs of Red Tech via the Tech Recruitment Show. This week, I'm joined by Eloise Inzani, Talent Acquisition Lead at UVTV. And it's such a huge privilege to have her on as our first guest. It's a really great episode. Enjoy. Just for anyone that hasn't uh, looked too much into uh, the session, so I'm Darren. And uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. I'm Eloise Inzani. I'm the Talent Acquisition Lead at UVU. Um, been here now three years. Um, in terms of um, today, just really great to have you all and, and hopefully can share some of my insights into how recruitment world is sort of working during these circumstances. Yeah, great. Yeah, I think the uh, how the recruitment world is working now uh, is probably going to be the new norm. I was chatting to, uh, to a client yesterday about um, the, the current, and we'll dive a little bit further into it a little bit later, but we talk about the circumstances and how when we talk about getting back to norm, like norm is something new now, like the, it's a new norm, it's not the, the current norm. So um, obviously you've introduced yourself, if you want to go into a little bit further details, what would be really good to understand, I guess for, for people joining now is a little bit about your background, so we can, they can get a bit of an understanding about where you're coming from, your experiences. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've got about 12 years uh, tech recruitment experience, uh, worked in lots of different sectors from sort of, well, energy, oil and gas, um, in, in government, sort of public sector, um, and then into sort of media and broadcast. Um, I guess my sort of background started obviously being sort of hands-on in the delivery, being a, a recruiter, um, through to sort of then um, actually now sort of in that the management side of things and actually building a team. Um, and it's been brilliant. I've, I've really enjoyed obviously what I'm doing in my current role with UView. So I've been here three years in total. Um, and part of my role was to actually set up our, our in-house recruitment function. Um, so that meant actually building a team around me, setting up the right capabilities and the right tools. Um, and the other part was also our employer brand, getting our sort of name out there in, in the market. Um, and it's been brilliant. I've loved my journey so far. Um, we've had some real successes um, you know, over the last sort of three years. We've recruited about 188 people into our business. Um, and that was actually just between two of us. Um, and, uh, and that's been great and, I, and I've loved that. So um, that's a little bit, yeah, I guess about my sort of background and, and where I come from. Uh, and it, it's weird, so when you say that you've been in the business three years, it, it suddenly makes me remember that I think, you, I think you were very, very early into your time at UView when myself and Mark, our CEO, had that first conversation with you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
we were really sort of, it was kind of at a point of obviously sort of you, you were really sort of ramping up their projects, um, really sort of needed, you know, tech resources. And as you say, sort of really sort of had a great conversation, obviously, with, uh, with yourself and Mark. And, and we built a great sort of strategy around how we were going to get there and, and what that journey looked like, which was phenomenal. Yeah, it's um, and it's been interesting over the last because obviously we've we've worked alongside and, and and spoken for three years now. But it's interesting to see where the business were and where the business is now. Because obviously you pivoted for anyone doesn't know, uh, probably about twelve eighteen months ago now. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So obviously part of you know UView, we're you know we're not a huge company. You know we're sort of two hundred people, but most of our, our business is is tech. Um, and actually, we've been on a real new sort of journey in the last sort of 12, 18 months where we're moving to, to sort of a SaaS model, which is obviously bringing um, new ways of working, um, ensuring that we can sort of scale up our teams in the right way, making sure that we've got the right talent in our business as well. And that's a really you know, exciting part of, of the journey that we're on. Um, and we're going to be uh, for the next sort of four years in terms of what, where, what our goals are and where we need to be as a, as a business. Nice. Uh, I guess the, the elephant in the room right now is, uh, is COVID-19. Um, so it's, it's always interesting to, because I've had up team conversations, should we say, over the last seven weeks um, with people about what, how they're coping, what they're doing to get around the, the situation, whether it's changing processes or, or changing onboarding or anything around those uh, interesting areas. So, so I guess what are you doing at the moment? Because um, I know you've been quite successful during this period. Yeah, so actually, um, as you say, I mean, it's really strange times and, and world we're living in at the moment with, with COVID. But actually, um, I think it's allowed us as a business to adapt and, and change our ways of, of, of actually bringing talent into the business. Um, so, you know, as I say, we used to think that we could never do sort of, you know, um, remote working. But here we are today and, and actually all of our business are working remotely, which is, is fantastic. Um, and part of that also is that, yeah, we had to look at our interview processes. Obviously, you know, we're used to candidates coming into the office and meeting with the hiring managers. Um, and, and I think, you know, that, that face-to-face is always important, but actually we've been able to bring that now um, through video interviewing. So we've been using uh, Skype for Business, which has been really good. So um, we've also, been able to sort of, I guess, put in place some technical tools um, because mm. as, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of our business is, is tech. So it was about making sure that we've got the right tools to be able to assess candidates through the recruitment process. Um, and we found it um, been, has been fantastic. And we've had such great feedback even through just sort of video interviewing. Um, so that's really sort of helped us. And, and as I say, for, for some technical teams, we were having, you know, sort of three, four hour interviews. Um, and we sort of were thinking, how was that going to, to work in sort of a video interview? But actually, I think we found that it has because the video interview part is about, you know, uh, sort of the soft skills and getting to know someone, but then actually then going onto another platform to assess technical competency also yeah. then sort of brings another dimension to it. So that's been really good. And, and for the non-tech side part of our business, um, we actually have had sort of, you know, candidates presenting to a group of stakeholders over a video interview, um, which again, we've got, had really, really good feedback. Um, I think it's just like you say, it's become the new norm. And if you want to get, you know, talent into your business, you do need to continue. So since COVID happened, obviously what we're in week six of lockdown. Um, so 23rd of March, we've managed to hire nine people so far. 
nice. uh, in that time. Um, and just yesterday, got another offer out. So that'll be 10, nice. I accept, on, uh, on Monday. But um, yeah, we've, we've managed to really make um, some real small changes, but not stop the business from, from doing what they need to and, and to make sure that we can achieve our, our goals and targets. Amazing. I'm intending for this to be quite an interactive session. Do you find that candidates are happy to do video interviews? We need to start hiring again, but are worried that we won't seem to attract, uh, seem as attractive as an in-person interview. Oh, it's a great question. But um, I mean, I would say from from our experience, actually, video interviews. Um, Candidates are really happy. There's so much more available. Um, now mm. people are remote working. You, can, you know, you can do a video interview in the morning, you know, in the afternoon, in the evening even. Um, and actually, I think because of, of COVID-19, I know um, it's obviously been very tough for some industries, but actually also that candidate demand has gone up. And yeah. actually, we are seeing that we're getting a lot more candidates applying for, for our jobs that maybe they, they wouldn't necessarily even I've had sort of, you know, candidates approaching me on my sort of LinkedIn um, that maybe had been a contractor and working in that sort of TV background that actually think I probably do need a permanent position at this, at this time. So I would say absolutely go for it. Skype um, is very, very good. Um, I think we're trans, uh, transferring over to Teams, actually, because I believe it's sort of end of life in June. But also, um, you know, Slack's a really good tool as, as well. I know even HackerJob have, have got some really good platforms too that you can oh, use. I was going to say, don't be, uh, don't be promoted too much. Um, <laughs> um, so so that, that's a really interesting um, point around um, remote interviewing and all, all that kind of era. I, I definitely would agree with what you said there. I think that when it all happened, a lot of companies went into a little bit of panic mode and were like, okay, does this mean we need to stop hiring totally? And what we're actually seeing is that I think we last week was, our, or it was a week before, was our biggest week in the last 18 months for number of candidates signing up. So look, it's, it's due to a very bad situation and you always have to be mindful of that when, when saying, oh, we're, we're, we're doing great. But at the end of the day, you need to be taken advantage of this situation because there's a lot of talent out there in the market right now. So um, let's make sure that we can get them into roles. Um, and because ultimately we need to stimulate the market. And so it's great to see that UView and other companies at the moment are, um, are doing something to stimulate the market. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it is all, you know, it's, you know, we kind of are sort of finding our feet in this, in this new world, as you say, but I do think it has got some real benefits and real advantages. And, and, and absolutely, that's why we're trying to sort of get, you know, the message out there that you know, we are hiring, it might be a little bit slower. But I do think, you know, people, even candidates that you're speaking to have just got so much gratitude for the fact that you are hiring and, yeah. and helping them in these situations. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think, like you say, candidates do have a lot more time at the moment. So uh, yeah. take advantage of that time. Um, like we, we just um, do a bit of self-promotion. So we've just launched our own, um, uh, our, our own um, testing function. Because we've had it on the platform for a long time. But what we haven't previously been able to do is the pair programming element. But I think that that is the real pain point in the moment, that the testing element is one thing, but it's kind of starting to look at how do we replicate a face-to-face -face interview, which I think is the fear for a lot of companies. They think, okay, we want to continue hiring, but we don't have a way to continue our, uh, our processes, which mm. means that they don't want to take risks on the talent they bring in. Yeah, yeah. So there's another question in the, uh, the Q&A. Uh, yeah. How... How have hire managers found remote interviews and how confident are they in making offers and hires without meeting the people in person? 
Yeah, really good question. And um, and this was sort of my, you know, my sort of first thoughts were actually, you know, it's all, all good and well having sort of the tools in place, but actually mm. when it comes then to, to making that hiring decision, are they going to feel comfortable enough? Um, and I think it was about actually sort of, you know, really sort of going back to basics and working with them very closely, the hiring managers to, to sort of, you know, bring them into sort of, as you say, this is the sort of the, the new world and we don't know how long we've got this for, but also if you don't bring the hire into your business, actually as, as a project, you're going to struggle as a business. Yeah. So, um, you know, and actually I think the thing is with, you know, video calls like we're doing right now, you know, it, you, you do get that same feel. Obviously you're not there in person, you don't shake their hand, or, but I think, you know, we've, we've managed to sort of get that working really well. And, and hiring managers have sort of, as you say, made, made decisions because they know that they need to fundamentally. Otherwise the risk is, is that things get pushed back and, and they don't want that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I guess on, on that point, what do you think the, the future of um, recruitment would be like? How do you think that this situation is going to change the market? Very philosoph oh. philosophical. Yeah, I, well, I think, like you said, I think it's opened up a lot more avenues for us to use technology more. I mean, we're so lucky in this day and age that, that technology, that we've got, you know, Skype and we've got Slack and we've got those types of things, really. Because if you think years ago, you might not have had that, that option mm. and things probably could have stood still. So I think it's about there's lots of great platforms and tools out there. But I also think the one thing is, um, you know, the, the human interaction and the communication with, with people is really important too. And I think we're going to, as a business, um, reflect and think, actually, you know, we've got all of our um, employees, you know, working remotely right now. So mm. does that mean that our business goes fully remote? Or actually, does it mean that we just assess what our office looks like now and how, how sort of occupied it is and maybe have sort of a traffic light system of when you have teams in because I do think we have to put in place social distancing measures so that's going to be a key thing I know for, for businesses but I think also it is going to be having that more flexible approach to remote working that actually you don't just need to be in an office to be doing your job um, so I think there is that you know there's I think that's probably the biggest change that we're going to see is that actually I think a lot of companies um, will sell that that will be a real selling opportunity of it's a fully remote working role or you can you know you can do two days in in the office and three days at home or whatever but that will also appeal um, to you know uh, people that you know working mums that want to return to work and people that want that flexibility in an, uh, in, an, in, an uh, in a role so I think it actually opens up a lot of avenues um, and I think recruitment just like I say how we've adjusted to going to video interviews even though we had that you know we had that before sort of COVID didn't we really but it's just we haven't had to use it so it's just almost like an extra but I think now um, people will look at sort of their recruitment process look at actually what key roles do they need in their business and if you can be remote then then why not yeah, absolutely. And I think you touched on an interesting point. Uh, a lot of people don't really consider when talking about the, the future of, of tech. So I think anyone that's worked in the tech market for more than a few months understands that tech right now is a very male orientated um, mm -hmm. business unit. Every company you speak to would love to bring more women into their into their teams. And I know, I know actually you've used, I didn't really think about this starting the question, but you guys are actually uh, someone that I talk to a lot when talking about companies that have got women at that top end of the, uh, of the tech business. But I, I guess with what's changing uh, within the market, um, it's going to be really interesting to, to see whether that means that more women can, can um, 
enter the market because the more flexibility means that not only um, if they have kids, can they enter the market, but anyone that is starting to think, okay, I want to retrain, what can I do? Okay, tech is very uh, office orientated at the moment. They won't be able to do that. So um, I think that the more we open up the market, the better. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And part of that actually, you know, sort of, um, we, we've been sort of, sort of quite heavy, you'll know, Darren, in terms of sort of diversity and as you say, bringing, you know, more sort of women in tech, because uh, as you mentioned, it has been very sort of male dominant. Um, and we really have sort of managed to sort of move the dial in a lot of um, mm. our teams in UView, which is fantastic. But a lot of it also organic, not just because we've just been sort of, we have to have women in tech. Actually, we've really broadened that too, in terms of looking at, um, it's not just about women, it's also about sort of different cultures. We Definitely. do know, you know, the stats do tell us that having a diverse workforce brings more productivity so I think you know it is about I do think actually yeah with COVID with the fact that if we do um, inspire people to work more remotely and that actually is something as a, as a USP as, as joining UView or, or any company people will be like yeah that's a company I want to work for um, and I do think it will bring in that that diverse piece which is is really crucial for, for any um, company really. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that that's, a, again, a very valid point that when people think diversity, oftentimes they, they think male, female, like mm -hmm. they're the, the two two sectors that everyone looks at. But then there's Bain, there's, um, like I, I come from a learning disabilities background myself. So like that's a area I'm really passionate about that people don't really consider uh, mm -hmm. a lot of the time. And it's kind of gone a lot of the topic that I expected we wouldn't get into, but like I, I find that fascinating that um, the kind of you guys are thinking about that as well as uh, male versus kind of female. Another question in the um, in the chat: How do you onboard and train new starters? How has that worked for your company so far? Yeah. Great question again, loving the questions. So um, yeah, onboarding, obviously we ha did have to, to look into that. So the way that um, it's working at the moment, I mean, we've got a fantastic um, uh, HR team and our office manager that is amazing, that has been, um, we, we make sure we sort of give them a sort of a two week lead time so that actually mm. we can get sort of IT um, laptops and, and equipment sorted because some teams do require set top boxes and network cables. Um, and the way that we've done it is we've been obviously booking career is to send equipment to candidates home address um, yep. and part of that they get sort of a, a one pager of how to, to log on and what their details are um, and then they'll actually have um, an induction call uh, with the IT teams to, to get them set up and then they'll have a, an induction uh, with with HR as well um, yep. and part of their sort of first week is what we've done is we've set up slack calls with sort of you know key stakeholders they need to be introduced to yep. um, and actually also you know um, on we've got lots of uh, sort of um, shared slack channels where you can sort of go and welcome yourself um, and also our communications manager um, has been doing sort of a bit of a spotlight on all our new starters um, which allows them to sort of say hey this is me and and actually um uh, we, we had one from a, a video actually of a new starter um, which was brilliant but also we're doing it in sort of print style as well so that mm. people can get to know sort of new starters but again hasn't been a massive barrier we have just literally adjusted how how we would do things in the office to, to kind of, yeah, having to send it to, to home addresses, really. Nice. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that what you've said there is quite interesting, that I was, um, I, I did a, a webinar to, uh, with one of my, um, one of my colleagues, so our head of talent, the other week, and we were talking about how, uh, how this kind of, has all kind of come about, 
Um, and I think that the more you interact with starters at the start and the more you plan their, their weeks, especially working remotely, it's going to be huge because yeah. it's very easy when you're a new starter working remotely um, to feel like you're not part of the team. So anything you can do around sending like material about, oh, welcome to UView or uh, any like making sure they've got their laptop and I don't know what you're, you guys are doing on, on that side, but making sure that they've got all the, uh, all the programs installed and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. There's nothing worse than that first day. And I've done it from experience because the first day I joined, not hack a job, but one of my other companies, I was given a laptop and it didn't work. So, uh, uh, I panicked and I was in that office. I imagine if you're working from home and you're expected to do onboardings and stuff like that on the first day, and your laptop doesn't work, the fear that's going to go into your mind. So I would, as weird and as um, pernickety as it is, if you're going to send out new equipment, I'd always advise you test that new equipment before you send it out. Yeah. And that's what actually our IT team have been fantastic in the fact that, as you say, they've actually had to sort of yeah get all of the um, all of the applications that they required on there, test it before obviously it goes out, as you say, and then they've got sort of a, as you were saying, Darren, you know, a support so they can ring someone if there is any issue or anything like that. And it normally is sort of going to them a few days before they're yeah. due to, to start exactly. as well. So, you know, but it, yeah, it has been tricky. You know, people, you know, in, in employees have wanted their, you know, um, chairs sent their home home address because you know all that sort of stuff around sort of making sure they've got the right dse and everything set up correctly and mm. you know ensuring that but again we've sort of you know worked with couriers and and, and shipped that out to employees so so yeah. it's been it's been fun in games though yeah my uh, <laughs> my partner works for the police so uh i've felt that uh, need for it for a chair a lot of the time uh, i know that i've i've had a few skype calls and um and zoom calls where someone's been sat on a bed I'm like, you can't cope that well. Please go get yourself a chair. It doesn't, luckily, it's not any of our staff, but I'll speak to someone on a Skype call and I'm like, you can't live this way for the next six to eight weeks. No, absolutely. Exactly. All them things that, you, like you say, again, you sort of take for granted when you're in necessarily like an office. And mm. so all them things have got to be considered, especially considering, you know, the amount of time we're not sure when we sort of get out of it. So, yeah, all them things, just looking after yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So, so kind of, this kind of leads on to the next point then. So uh, another question, how, how are you both finding working from home personally? I can take this one first if you, uh, on, if you like. On. So uh, like I say, my girlfriend works for the, uh, works for the police. So uh, I live my, uh, my life vicariously through her um, because the only places I've tended to go is I, I, luckily I live right next to the common. So I go out for a walk and a run there every day. Um, and uh, I actually quite enjoy going to Asda right now because it feels like I'm getting out of the house. As weird as that sounds, like it's the opportunity to get out of the house. Working wise, um, luckily I work in quite a supportive company so um we've got all the equipment we need um again i was given the opportunity to to have my stuff couriered back to my house um if need be but um unfortunately i live fairly fairly central london so there's not a lot of room for a table and a chair in my uh, in my flat but i've got a nice comfy sofa um but yeah work, working from home i think the the first couple of weeks everyone will probably feel the same where it was very tough you were kind of getting used to that feeling of um, of how am I going to cope with this? And you know, I think if if I was going to give any tip to uh, to past Aaron, I probably would say 
make sure that you are um, you're clocking off. Like I think it's very easy in the current environment and working remotely to get up, sign on it at eight o'clock in the morning because that's what time I'm eating my breakfast, and then sign back off at eight half eight at night and still be paying attention to to emails. So that's the first bit of advice I would give anyone if they are um, new to remote working. Make sure that you are. Um, being respectful of work versus personal time. Yeah, I think that's really good points you touched on. I think I'm sort of the, the same really. I mean, I, I've sort of worked from home um, a couple of days a week and sort of I've been used to that really. But as you say, sort of going to sort of five days definitely, um, you know, feel, feels different. And I'm a real sort of people person. That's probably why I'm in recruitment, let's be honest. Um, so that, that interaction with people, I do find quite hard, but I do sort of try and get that from like you say, getting on a Slack call with my colleagues, um, you know, always posting it some, you know, funny giffies on a, on a Monday or a Friday to get people in the sort of work mode. But I mean, I, I can become guilty of that. You know, I sort of tend to log on early. I'm a bit of an early bird. Um, but sometimes then you'll still find yourself, you know, on seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, just because you, you can really. And I think it is about, I have even started saying to myself, I need to take my lunch break because it's so easy again, just to work through the mm. whole day and, and, and not take those breaks. So I've been actually, um, doing sort of joe wicks in my uh, in my lunch nice. time now to get myself into a bit of a routine um nice. which has been uh, fun and games and uh, and going for sort of walks and stuff and actually i found um for myself of an evening sort of using the car map to really sort of switch off and calm and you know because it is quite you know it's it's difficult times you've never experienced anything like this so sometimes it is quite easy for your mind to go to to other places and I think it's about you know as you were saying Darren being quite respectful and and actually sometimes it's okay not to feel okay and and yeah, just absolutely how, you, how you're feeling and mental and well-being is going to be so important now because <clears throat> It's how do you, you know, we've, we've been so used to sort of being in this this lockdown with not having that interaction that when we do go out, how is that going to feel? And, you know, what are we going to feel like? So there's all those sort of anxieties, I think. But I just think like, yeah, I think, you know, be kind to yourself. You know, if you, you're not having a great day, you know, make sure you just connect with people. And I think talking and is, is always a, a great thing or, or putting on your you know your favorite song or something to, to lift your spirits um i know i'm a sort of firm believer in a bit of music and even if you have a dance why not you know you've got you've got to you know do those things that, that make you happy and, and bring you up every day yeah it's, it's weird some of the uh some of the artists i've discovered while on this uh on this uh, period, like I've discovered probably five or six artists that I now know all the words to all their albums. So uh, it's it's weird the habits you develop, and they um, I, I may be wrong in the in this timing, but I believe that I read something the other day where it said that it takes forty one days to create a habit. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, from count, I think we're on thirty seven now um, <laughs> days. So in four days, we'll start seeing the habits we've got. Um, and I also think it, 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 it's okay. It's kind of going off recruitment topics, but I also think it's okay to, to not, because I think in the media right now, everyone's saying I'm learning to play guitar. I'm yep. learning an instrument or something like that. I can honestly say I've done none of that. <laughs> like I've knuckled down on a bit of reading. I've watched a lot of movies. Yeah. I think that the most important thing isn't to, you, you want to be going out and opening up your mind to stuff. But at the same time, don't feel like you need to be a sheep in terms of what's happening in the um, in the wider world. Just, Absolutely. It's not going to help you much. Uh, I, I guess, is there any other points that you want to uh, kind of go through, whether it's giving people advice or anything like that about what's going on in the situation? 
Um, I think the other things that we've sort of done as a, as a company, just to say, um, obviously through sort of COVID, um, you know, we, we've sort of realised sort of food banks are sort of running quite low and, and yeah. so we sort of put in, in place um, a UVU sort of a challenge really. We've set up a Just Giving nice. page um, and uh, we've got a couple of the grads sort of running some um, challenges. So we've got a Taskmaster, nice. uh, which nice. was uh, throwing a piece of bread into the toaster with the furthest distance. Um, so uh, we had uh, some some UVU employees do that, which was uh, great fun. And uh, we had uh, another one this week, which was defying gravity, which again were quite funny. And people are posting up their videos of, of how they're doing this, and we've got sort of a bonus points uh, piece going. But just just giving back to the community as well, we've managed to. I think we we set our um, limit uh, in terms of back to five hundred. I think we've raised over a thousand pounds now. Amazing. Trussell Trust, which again is great. We wanted to sort of again you know as part of this get get involved in in the community so again sort of my advice would be to people to you know, do those sorts of things and again it's sort of trying to get everyone in the, the, the company involved as as well but we've actually had three late questions in here so we'll uh, we'll go through these questions i think we've got a couple more minutes so we can get through these questions uh anyways as a woman working in a, in such a male dominated environment i.e tech hiring how do you personally find it um, I suppose because I've done it for 12 years, it's become the norm, really. Yeah. Um, I think I'm the kind of character as well that I, you know, like to build relationships and find that I can do that kind of quite all different levels, really. And I think mm. that's what it's about. I don't think it's necessarily about me being a female and then being a male, really. I think it's about bringing your expertise and skills to, to them and, and, and vice versa, really. So never sort of found it a, a, a challenge as such, but... I just think, yeah, you just have to, to embrace it. But it's all about relationships and, and building that rapport with, with, with one another. Definitely. Um, culture and team fit and social team events are important to candidates. How and what things are you, you doing to bring people together? So you've yeah. kind of spoken about them a little bit. Yeah. But we can go into further detail. Absolutely. And we've got um, at UVU, we've got a social committee and they're always putting lots of different events together. So, for instance, we do sort of red wine and cheese evenings, board games evenings. Uh, there's a football t team. If you know you want to play sport, there's a running club. Um, so we sort of, yeah, again, that's one of our sort of selling points as well as the, the fact that UVU, we've got such a sort of diverse set of people that there's quite a lot that you can sort of get involved in if you want to. Again, it's not sort of you have to, but there is always a lots to, to be doing and I think that also um, shows you sort of our culture as well and the type of people that work at UVU. Nice um, and uh, a very lead kind of uh, question this one very management kind of question how do you how do you manage and motivate your recruitment team and has it affected performance and results clearly uh, results not so much based on what you told us earlier in the call. <laughs> yeah no I mean um, I think in terms of motivating my team, I think I'm the kind of person that, you know, I'm, I'm sort of a, a lead by example. I'm, I'm the kind of person that will get my hands dirty and, and sort of get involved in, in, in the operational stuff if, if I need to in the day to day. Mm. But I think I'm, you know, I, I, I kind of, I guess, bring people on the journey with sort of my background and my skills. And, and, and I'm kind of the person that likes to collaborate and, and get people's ideas and, and experience. And I think that's how you sort of motivate your team. As I say, I'm the kind of person that, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll message the team sort of, you know, on our, on our Slack channel with a, a, a funny giffy or something. I mean, that's the kind of person I was am. And I think, yeah, I, I think being just sort of quite open and honest about the conditions that we're in as well, because, you know, no one knows sort of how things are going to change. But I think that also, I think just being like true and, and being open and honest as, as much as you can and transparent always, always sort of helps really.
transparency is a really interesting point. I think that what I've loved about, because obviously I, due to the fact that I, I head up two of the teams, I'm in quite a lucky position where I see a lot of the thing going on in the business, but I'm quite lucky also that the person I sit below, Mark, our CEO, um, he's very transparent about everything going on in the market. And um, he's become my, my uh, news guru because uh, I get so scared about what's going on in the, uh, in the wider world. I try to not watch uh, BBC News at night. But uh, yeah, I think transparency is huge. I think that um, if you're not being transparent, then um, it puts some fear into, into your staff. So the more transparency you can give about what's happening, how we're going to get through this, um, what we're going to do this week and what we're looking to achieve and setting those little goals and milestones, the better. Cool. Um, so I, I guess we've got to the end of our uh, our half an hour. Um, firstly, thank you to Eloise for, uh, for attending. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Speak to you very soon. Bye, Eloise. Take Bye. care. Thanks so much for joining us this week. If you've got any questions for Elle, you can reach out to her via LinkedIn at Eloise and Zani. Alternatively, if you have any queries for myself or the Hagjob team, please email hello at hagjob.co.